But now let's grab our Bibles. Let's go to Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, we're down uh, in verse 9 here looking at the, the Lord's Prayer. And again, one, I am so thankful for, for those of you who've said, hey, I really appreciate this going through the Lord's Prayer. It's been, it's really opened up my mind to just this prayer that I've known but not really known. Uh, so thank you guys for that. Uh, for those of you who've come up and said, when are you going to be done with the Lord's Prayer? I appreciate it. No, I'm just kidding. No one said that. Uh, but I am, I am thankful for that because it has been, for me at least, just a, it was really convicting that this model prayer of Jesus was sitting in the Bible and all I knew of it were the words. I never dug into what Jesus is saying in like, how can he encapsulate all of prayer in seven seconds? Uh, how can he say, go in your room and pray this? You're good. Like, how, how can he do that? But you start digging in this and you see all of the biblical imagery that is wrapped up in this brief uh, request. And so we're walking, we're walking through this, looking at the text of the Lord's Prayer, you know, looking at the things that Jesus tells us to ask God for. So if prayer is asking God, what things are we supposed to ask God? Uh, and here Jesus shows us that God's name would be holified, that God's kingdom would come, that God's will would be done. Now we're looking at the, the second table, as we've called it, the, the, the things we're supposed to pray and ask for ourselves, uh, that he would give us our daily bread, he'd forgive us our debts, he'd lead us not in temptation, but that he'd deliver us from evil. So that's kind of where we are now, looking at what it means to ask God to give us our daily bread. Let's stand in the honor of reading God's word. Let's look at this text, and then let's really just ask the Lord to do something amazing, which is to teach us his word. Uh, for God to, to speak to us through his word and to change how we live through it. It's, it's really quite amazing. So let's, let's humbly ask God to do that. Uh, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's pray. Father, we do come with this prayer that is no, it is no small childish prayer. In many ways it is, Father, right? It is simple and short and, and easy. And yet it is so rich and deep. And Father, as we're, as we're mining these words that Christ has given us to say, hey, all of prayer wrapped up in this, here's what you pray. Uh, Father, I, I, I am just blown away uh, just by how much the word knew of the word and how perfect this prayer is, how it captures so much of what we want for your name and, and what we need for ourselves. And, and Father, so much of, of a God who is God and who is yet our Father. And so, Father, please teach us these things uh, by your grace, Father. We're so thankful for all that you've done. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so here we are. We're looking at, again, this question, what does it mean to ask God to give us this day our daily bread? Which, again, I, you know, is very, you know, forthright about. Uh, this was when I'm going, when I was first learning this, this was the one that seemed like the least important thing on the list. You know, you're going through and you're like, well, I never have to worry about bread. Uh, and so as I was going through it, I thought that, you know, uh, when I was young, this was, this was not the one that I thought is, man, this is really essential, you know, really an, an important prayer. But we see that when you actually read the prayer, 
especially when you read it uh, in the original language, you read it in the Greek, the, the, the focus of this ask and maybe you could say of the whole prayer, I don't know, is on the importance of this question of daily bread, of our daily. It's the only request in all of the Lord's Prayer that begins not with the, the verb, but with the what we're asking for. So, so I, literally it is our daily bread give us this day. Our daily bread give us. Everything else begins, uh, you know, with, with the verb, you know, holify your name. Uh, come your kingdom, those sorts of things. This one begins with our daily bread gives. It's really stuck in this weird position as you're reading, showing us the importance of daily bread. And so we looked, as we're looking at, okay, so this is important. Our daily bread is important here. So, so let's look at that. What is bread? We looked at what bread is and all that the Bible teaches us about bread and how significant that is, both physically and spiritually, and then we started uh, looking at, it, it doesn't just say God give us bread or our Father in heaven give us bread or bread give us. What does it say? It's got three modifiers attached to it. It is, it is our bread. It is our daily bread. And then we ask for our daily bread to be given us when? This day. So it's our daily bread give us this day. So it's not just give us bread, it's give us our daily bread. And when do we ask for it? This day. And so last week we looked at what does it mean that it is our bread? What does it mean when we say give us our bread? What is God teaching us in that? We saw that uh, the Bible teaches us that it is our bread, teaching us that we have been blessed in order to bless. That God at, at, that God at provides for us. But there's a realization in that, that at any moment, God could rightly require anything that he has given us for the sake of one another or for the sake of, of another body of believers. So, so any bread that you have is our bread. And then we saw that, that uh, it is also, bread is also a spiritual reality. That our bread is a picture of our unity in the body of Christ. That's why the early church devoted themselves to the Bible, yes, but they also devoted themselves to the breaking of bread together. And, and uh, a, a church body or worship that misses any of those legs is going to be an incomplete one. Uh, because in, we saw in that common meal or, or in the Lord's table, there's a picture of how we are all united and all fed together by that same bread. It is our bread that feeds us. Not, Jesus is not your bread. Uh, Jesus, is, Jesus is our bread. We, we are the, you are not the bride. We are the bride. Uh, you are not the body. We are the body. So that sort, of, that sort of picture is reminded, we're reminded of in bread. And if you don't think that's going to be an issue, just read 1 Corinthians uh, and see how that's going to be an issue. That if you forget the picture of, uh, that's meant to be taken in the common meal, uh, you get all sorts of, of self-centered ideas. But what about the other two descriptions? That's what we're going to look at uh, today. Today we're going to look at partially uh, the next description of it being daily bread. 
So it is not just give us our bread, it is give us our daily bread. What is meant by daily bread? And it's actually, it's actually a pretty interesting word there. The word daily is not the, no- it's a surprise, it's not the normal word for daily. It's not like the things you need every day. It's not, it's not like when you read in James, someone who is lacking their daily food. If you don't take care of them, it's a different word here. So it's not the normal word for the word day. It's just not. So, so when you're looking at it, what does it mean then? What is, it, what is that word that we translate daily? What does that mean? Because we want to understand the words that Jesus used. We don't just want to understand our English version of those words. We want to understand the actual words that Christ used. And the, the interesting thing with this is it's a really hard word to nail down. Uh, because this word that Jesus uses here in the Lord's Prayer is used in two places in the Bible. In the Lord's Prayer here. And in the Lord's Prayer in Luke 11, that's the only time. So we can't turn to other passages in Scripture and go, well, where does, how is this verse used, or how is this word used in other places? What does he mean by this daily bread? What sort of picture is he trying to get across? And so there are several options that that if you're looking, if you want to go and look at the Greek word, even the etymology of the Greek word is really hard to pin down. It could mean uh, basically three different options. And because I love Zach, I make them all begin with the letter N. Uh, it's an alliteration, but it works. So he's going to be happy with it. Uh, the, the first is that it could be our, the bread we need now, our now bread, the, the bread of, of today, the bread of to be, the bread for right now, the bread for present would be how, if you wanted to literally translate it, the bread we need right now, give me my now bread. It could be the bread that we need next, our next bread. And in fact, some of your translations may have a little footnote next to the word and say bread for tomorrow, even. And I think the ESV does. I think some others might uh, as well say another translation option besides daily bread is give us this day our bread for tomorrow, which which you, when you think about changing any of the wording of the Lord's Prayer, it just seems so weird uh, to, to, to change any of, of, of the wording. But the idea would be, you know, to give us the next bread that we need. Others take it to mean uh, that it is our needed bread. Not, that's with an N, not a K-N. Uh, that it is the bread that we need, the bread we have to have. It is the bread of our existence, of our being. It is our sustenance. Now, it could be any of those options. I mean, if you're looking at the Greek, it could be any of those options. It could be uh, our present bread. It could be our, our, you know, our now bread. It could be our next bread. It could be our, our needed bread. And that's why, I think that's why the translators go with daily, because daily really covers all of those options. Daily, if you can use the word daily and go, I can see how daily would be needed. I can see how daily would be the stuff that we might need for tomorrow. I can see how daily might be the stuff that we need now. And so it's kind of a safe route. Uh, to save daily, but we want to understand what's meant by the word daily. And if I, if I had to land somewhere, it, it would be that last one, our needed bread. And, and there's going to be a, a, a few reasons. Uh, the idea that it's the, the bread that we need. One of the reasons I do that, again, isn't because the Bible gives us any precise clue, but because Almost all of the early church fathers, I mean, we're talking Chrysostom, Gregory of Nyssa, Basel, they all interpreted it that way. And since they spoke Greek and lived in the Greek culture, I figured they probably know what the word means uh, better than I do or better than any, you know, current Greek scholar. And so they, they went on the idea of that last one, that, that bread that we, that we need. But again, uh, 
you, 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 you really can't fall too hard one way or the other. If someone said to me, I don't think it's needed bread. I think it's now bread. I'd go, okay. Uh, if someone said, no, I think it's next bread. I'd go, all right. I mean, it's not really, uh, really an issue. And, and, and why would I do that? Because, well, like I said, the Bible is not really clear. But, but two, they're really not all that different. It's not all that different, any of those, any of those options, because the Bible does tell us that God does provide all those different types of bread anyway. This is not the only verse that teaches us about God's provision for his people. So God does provide our now bread. We know that. God does provide the bread that we need now. God does provide the bread that we'll need tomorrow. He does provide our next bread. And God does provide our needed bread. So, so how you translated this word daily is not going to change anything about what God provides for us. He already provides all of those options in, in other verses. We know that. Um, so so let's, talk, let's talk about how God provides our daily bread, what it means when we pray, give us our daily bread with that idea of give us what we need. Uh, give us the, the things that we are going to need, the things that we need now, the things that we need next, the things that, that we just need in general. When we say, give us our daily bread, what is wrapped up? What do we learn from that request? What are we asking for? And what are we learning from that uh, request? Well, I think a, a good passage to summarize what is being taught in this with a very similar idea, is from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 30. Again, this idea that Jesus is giving here of, you know, this bread being the bread that I need is not, is not some new idea. This isn't some shocking suggestion that Jesus is making. This prayer for needed bread goes all the way back to the book of Proverbs, the words of Agur. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8. says this, Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food. What do you think that word is? The food, the bread that is, that is what? That is needful for me. So here again, we see that asking for daily bread isn't new. Asking for daily bread is old wisdom. It's old wisdom to ask for daily bread. But why is it wisdom? Why is it wise? Why is it important for us to realize that we need not just give us bread, not just give us our bread. Why does Jesus make sure we realize that we're asking for our daily bread, for the bread that we need? What are we learning in that request about ourselves and what are we asking uh, God for? Why do we pray for daily bread? Why, why are needed bread and there are a few biblical truths that we can learn from asking God for our daily bread we're going to get about half of them this week we'll get about half of them next week it made me feel very puritan to have like eight sub points uh just kept going with sub points but I thought man that makes me feel really puritan right there uh but the first thing we see is when we ask for daily bread we are recognizing that we are in daily need so the fact that we have to ask for daily bread shows us just how often we are in need from God. We are a needy people. And the reason we're a needy people is because we are not God. 
And since we are not God, we have needs and those needs must be met. And those needs must be met often, daily. I have needs every day. And then those same needs often again the next day and some new ones added to it. We are a very needy people. And when we say, give us our daily bread, we're reminded of just how needy we are from God. We're reminded just how much we are not God, that we are constantly in need from him. One of the things that makes God God is that he does not have needs. He does not need, for example, food like we do. So this idea of asking for daily bread, God's like, I don't need to do that. I don't need anything. Look at Psalm chapter 50, verses 7 through 13. He says, hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? In other words, God doesn't need daily bread. Why? Because he is God. We, however, are not. We are creatures. And we are creatures who are but dust. We are are only earth that has been given the breath of life. That's who we are. Remember the word Adam in the Hebrew means earth. We're just Adam. We're just earth that has been given the breath of life. That's all we are. And so we are these creatures who are constantly in need of taking creation, more creation in order for us to survive. So when you and I pray for daily bread, One of the things we're being reminded of is we're reminding ourselves, I am not God and I am in need. I am in constant need from him. I am a needy creature. So when we say, give us our daily bread, one of the things we're recognizing is we are in daily need, daily need. The second thing we see when we ask for daily bread, the second thing we can learn is that when we ask for daily bread, it admits that we are not self-sufficient. Meaning this, not only are we in need, but we cannot supply our needs. So it'd be one thing to be needy, but be able to meet all our needs. But we're not even in that situation. We're a needy people who then can't even meet our own. So we're, we're getting several rungs of the ladder down from God. God who has no needs and could supply not only his needs, but needs that anybody else has. And we have needs and we have needs that we cannot meet. We are not self-sufficient. We must ask and they must be given to us. So we ask for daily bread because we know on our own, we cannot get it. We need daily bread, and yet we cannot, by our own strength, procure daily bread. Let's take, for example, Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, just a couple sentences down from this Lord's Prayer. He says, he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, 
and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? So he says, look, just as, just as the, the, the birds of the air, as he's going to say, just as the, the flowers of the field, we need God to feed us. So there's no, there's no, I've got this when it comes to our daily needs. We are not only ever in need, we are constantly inadequate to meet our needs. Because we could sow a thousand, we could sow a thousand seed, unlike the birds. We could sow a thousand seeds, but we do not control the sun. We do not control the rain. We could harvest a thousandfold, but we do not control the locusts. We do not control the cost of grain, but our heavenly father can and our heavenly father does. And it becomes a problem when the people of God forget this. When we forget that we are not sufficient, but that God can and will feed us because we are of more value than sparrows. Because we are of more value than birds of the field or flowers of the field. When we forget that God is the one who must feed us, we get ourselves into trouble. When we start to think that we feed ourselves, instead of remembering that God can feed me no matter what the situation, we run into problems. So take, for example, Psalm 81. Psalm 81, verses 13 through 16. Oh, that my people would listen to me that Israel would walk in my ways I would soon subdue their enemies turn my hand against their foes those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever but he would feed you with the finest of the wheat and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you God can and will provide for his people. I mean, we can't, we, we couldn't pull bread. We couldn't pull bread from the richest of soils. We can't even guarantee that. God can bring honey from rocks. He's like, this is, this is how silly it would be for us to trust ourselves to provide for our daily bread. Why do we go give us our daily bread? Because we need to be reminded, you feed me, God. I do not feed myself. And I can trust you to feed me, even if it's pulling honey out of the rocks. But I know you feed the birds, and I know I'm of more value than birds. And so God, when I say, give us our daily bread, there's that recognition, I'm in constant need and it's a need that has to be supplied by you. And it's good for us to remember that. It is good for us to be reminded of that, that you cannot, you do not feed yourself. I don't care, this is easy to remember sometimes when there's not a lot of zeros in the bank account and it's easy to forget sometimes when there are. But you are not the one who has fed you today. We must remember that. We must not just think, oh, God has fed us today when we're all starving and suddenly a loaf of bread appears in our mailbox. God has fed us today. No, God has fed you every day. 
Whether it's a loaf of bread magically in the mailbox or whether it's a feast laid out before you, God is the one who provided all of that ever and always for you. You cannot provide for yourself. We are ever and always reliant on him. And when we say, give us our daily bread, we are reminded of that. We're reminded that we are not self-sufficient. We're admitting that we are not self-sufficient. That we cannot supply our own needs. The next thing we see is that praying for daily bread is submission to God's sovereignty. Submission to God's sovereignty. It's interesting. Turn back to Proverbs chapter 30 verse 8. We're going to get again into some more fun word word looking at it. Very technical term. He says, remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Now, the the word there, needful, again, you can get frustrated at translations if you want to, is not the typical word for need or needs or this person was in need or I needed this. It's not the same. it's It's not the word for that. In fact, this word is actually used a lot in your Bible. It's translated a different way. You'll see this word translated 95% of the time as the word statute or rule, ordinance, even allowance. That's, that's the idea, for example, in Genesis 47, 22. It says, only the land of the priests he did not buy, for the priests had a fixed allowance. There it is. That's that, that's that word that's translated needful. They had a fixed allowance from Pharaoh and lived on the allowance that Pharaoh gave them. Uh, therefore, they did not sell their land. You'll see this throughout the Old Testament, talking about this idea of what God has decreed, what he has ordained. If you look back to Proverbs 30, verse 8 now, look back at that passage and, and look at it with that in mind. Feed me with the food that is needful, needful for me. The idea there of the word needful is not necessarily the food that I need. It is the food that you think I need. It is the food that you have ordained for me. God, give me the food that you have determined. That you give, give me, in many ways, give me my allowance. Whatever it may be, give me what you have ordained. Give me what you have statuted. You want to just keep a consistent translation throughout your, throughout your scriptures. There is a submissiveness to that prayer. God, give me the food that you have determined that I need. Not the food that I've determined that I need. Give me the food that you have statuted for me. The food that you have ordained for me. There's a submissiveness that says, God, give me what you've determined that I need, not not what we have decided that we need. Because if I say what is needful for me, it's probably not going to be on the low end of what I think I need. Uh, If I'm like, what do I need, God? I'm probably not like, keeping the list short. Uh, I'm probably like, I really need, you know, I could really use that new sewing thing, you know, and, and you could go through all these things that I think I, I can make a reason that I really, that I think I need that. But here we see that what we have, we have by the sovereign plan and hand of God. The daily bread. So when you say, give me my daily bread, give me the bread that I need. Give me my daily allowance. There's this recognition that God, you know what I'm going to need. And I'm asking you to give me that, whatever that may be, whatever that may be. And, and, and the truth is there, there for some of us, 
For some of us, that will, that will be more than it is for others. And for some of us, you will have less. And so if we, this is what happens, if we, if we make what we have and what others have as a matter of our worth rather than God's determined plan, well, then what grows is envy. Because I go, why don't I have as much as they have? Why do they have more and I have less? Why can't I have that? God, and if we forget, if we forget that, that this is about what God has determined that we need and this is to be, this is to be used by him if he's, given us, if he's given us a lot or if he's given us a little, this is the stuff he has said, you need this. I have given you this for a purpose. It is by my sovereign hand that you have it. And so when we say, God, give us our daily bread, there's this recognition that we are submitting ourselves to God's sovereignty. And if we don't, if we don't, what's going to grow in our hearts is envy and not, not a love for God or for others, but instead a love for money. Agur is here saying, give me what you have allotted for me. And that's what I want. Give me whatever you think I need. That's what I want. What you've allotted, what you've determined, what you've statuted, what you have sovereignly decreed, I will give this much bread to him, this much bread to them, this much bread to them. Why? Because I know what they're supposed to use it for. I know what they need it for. Agur's saying, give me that. It's, it is a plea for Agur to trust in the daily bread that God has determined him to need. And, and, and he says, don't give me more, don't give me less. Because if you give me more or you give me less, then, then what I need, what has been allotted to me, the stuff that I need, if I say, God, I know you say I need this much, but I want this much, there's going to be a problem. And I know, God, if you say I need this much, but I say, no, God, give me this much, there's going to be a problem with that too. We'll see that next week. When we pray, give us our daily bread, we are praying not just with our heads, but with our wishes bowed, with our wants bowed. We are saying, give me what you have determined and I will bow to your sovereignty rather than rising up in envy. So there is, when we say, give us our daily bread, there's a recognition that each of us will be given a different amount of bread. And unlike children, we are not to say, that is not fair. Their bread is bigger than mine. I saw them cut it and I saw the middle and I saw them move a scance of an inch to the side and they've got more than me and and I have less. And so God is not fair. It's not about that. It is a recognition. God, you will give me what you know that I need, what you have allotted. And Father, I deserve nothing more, and we'll look at this next week, I deserve nothing more than just enough bread to stay alive. Anything more than that is really a gift. And so, Father, I'm trusting in your sovereignty to give me the bread that you have ordained for me. There's a submission to sovereignty in praying, give us our daily bread, even as we know that allotment will be different among us, but all used for the same purpose which is for his glory, not our own. The next thing that we see in praying for daily bread, and, and, and the last one we'll look at today, uh, is praying for daily bread 
destroys anxiety. Praying for daily bread destroys anxiety. Remember how I said that, that God supplies all the various breads that, that we talked about, all the, you know, the, the bread for now, the, the next bread, the, the needed bread that, that, that God's supplying all of them. Well, God supplying all of them is actually addressed just a couple of verses down here. Passage we, we briefly looked at earlier uh, in Matthew 6. Uh, when Jesus is talking about not being anxious. The reason we're to not be anxious is because of our value to God. And how do we see our value? Well, to see our value, Jesus makes a statement about food and trusting God for our daily needs. He makes a statement basically about daily bread. So how do we know our value? And Jesus says, well, let me remind you about the daily bread that I just a couple sentences ago told you to ask God for. Matthew 6, beginning in verse 25. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you will put, uh, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? So we tend to worry about our daily needs. We tend to worry about our daily bread, be it food, or as he's going to talk about in a second, be it clothing. We worry about those things, but we don't need to. Why? Because God will supply all of them. He will. And the first example he gives of God supplying is supplying our daily bread. And the bread that he just had us pray for just a couple seconds ago. Who is going to feed you today? Who is going to feed you tomorrow? Well, the birds don't have to worry about that. They don't sow. So they they don't have to sow so they can, they know they'll be taken care of. They don't have to worry about their next bread. They don't harvest. And so that's the now bread. We get so caught up in, well, what am I going to harvest today? What's my now bread going to be? What do I got today? What do I have right now? Or we get caught up in, what am I going to harvest next month or next year or when I retire? That's our next bread. We get caught up in those things. Either the bread that I I think I need now or the bread that I'm looking forward to. What's the next bread I'm going to need? What's the bread I'm going to need for tomorrow? And and Jesus, of course, is going to talk about that in just a second as well. We get so caught up in those things that we forget. We don't have to worry about those things. Why? Because God will provide them. I mean, he provides the birds their daily bread. He provides their now bread. He provides their next bread. Are we not more valuable than birds? So we don't have to be anxious about the bread we need now. We don't have to be anxious about the bread we're going to need next. Because God is going to supply those things just as he supplies them already for birds. He supplies them for birds. He's surely going to supply them for you. God is going to give you what you need. He is going to give you your needed bread, just like he does the birds of the air, just like he does the flowers of the field. So there's no reason for you and I to fret, either about what we're going to reap for today or what we need to sow in order to make it tomorrow. We don't need to worry about that. We might look around and say, well, everything sure looks rocky. How am I going to make it? And then we'll remember what Psalm 81 said, which is God can bring honey from the rocks. So even if, even if our sight 
you know, in, in the way we're looking. Even it seems like there's no hope to us as we're looking out. We're going, where's my bread going to come from today? And then if, if, if today's hard, what's, what does that mean for tomorrow? Even when we, when we think that, even when in our sight we can't see how it's going to work out, we know that, that God can create rich blessings. He can create honey from what looks like a hopeless situation, rocks. So it doesn't matter if it looks like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. God can make honey out of both. So when we pray, give us our daily bread, we are killing that anxiety in our hearts. We're saying, give us our daily bread. And as we're praying that, we know that right after Jesus said this, he showed us, and he will. Just like all these other prayers, Remember, we said all of these prayers have been answered, are being answered, and will be answered by the Lord. All of them. And here's another one. How do we know he's going to give us our daily bread? He always has. He always has. He is right now. And he will forever. You don't need to worry about that. And so when we pray, give us our daily bread, we're killing that anxiety in our hearts. We're recognizing that God has never failed his people. He's never even failed a single bird or a single flower. He will not fail us. Let's go ahead and pray. Just as we bow our heads, let's let's bow our heads just in, in praise and in admiration of our God, just humbly responding to what God has promised in that simple prayer, give me my daily bread. Give me the bread that I need. What a great God. What a kind father that makes all of these promises to us about the things that the rest of the world has to fret about. They have to fear. And we don't want to act like pagans. We don't want to be faithless when we have so many reasons to be faithful. And so see in this prayer, just some of the things that when you even mouth, give me my daily bread, some of the things that are caught up in that. God, I am not God. And I need to be reminded of that. Maybe that's what you need to be reminded of today, that you are not God. You have needs daily, constantly. And maybe God has given you so much bread that you've forgotten how much you need him. We're going to see next week. That's a very common temptation. Or maybe you're questioning God because of the lack of bread you've got. You have daily need. We need to remember, we are not God and we are not self-sufficient. Even if you realize you have needs, that's not, that's not the end goal. Realize that not only do you have needs, but you can't provide them. Maybe you've recognized you've had needs, but you're a person who's just like, all right, I'm going to meet them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to put my nose to the grindstone. The thing that's going to feed me is me working hard. Not God faithfully blessing my hard work, but me working hard and that being what achieves it. And you need to realize that you you can't feed yourself a crumb. Not a crumb of daily bread. And if we forget that, what that's going to do is it's going to grow pride in us because we might see how much bread we've got. And instead of praising God that, that we've got this bread, instead of praising the Lord, look at what I've got, look at what he's blessed me with. We'll think, look at what I've done. 
so easy for us to think that what we have has come from us. Maybe what you've needed is a dose of humility in the form of submission to God's sovereignty. Feed me, God, what you have allotted to me. Maybe you are kicking against the goads in what God has allotted you. Maybe you're angry that he has not given you more. Maybe you've just been faithless with what he has given you instead of realizing that he's given you that because he expects you to use it for his glory. And you've used it maybe for your own. Or you've just never even thought, why did God give me so much bread? But it's never been about you. It's always been about him. Maybe you've failed to see the sovereignty in the bread you have and the things he's given you. And you just need to humbly say, God, I submit to you. And we all need to do this, whether you've got a lot of bread right now or very little. We all need to submit and say, God, feed me with what is needful for me. Feed me with what you have allotted for me. I don't want more. I don't want less. I want what you have determined for me, what you have statuted, that you have ordained. Because I know your ordination is always perfect. And if you've given me less than I think I need, then my thinking is wrong, not you. That you've given me exactly the amount that I need to glorify the God of the universe. And if I am not glorifying you with the little or the much that I have, I have missed that every loaf of bread is given by his sovereign hand with a sovereign purpose to be used for him. And he has given you enough to do that. The most grand goal, the most grand purpose in all of the universe to glorify God. And he has and always will give you the exact amount of bread you need to be able to do that. What more could you need? What would you spend it on? The truth is you're probably already not being faithful with the little. Why would you expect him to give you the much? Because even in the little, you have enough to do the greatest thing a creature could ever do. Maybe you're just anxious. Maybe you're not mad at God. Maybe you're not saying you need more. Maybe you're just anxious. Maybe you're not sure that you can trust him. Maybe your heart is like a bird, flittering, flailing, moving about, wondering, wondering, wondering. And you need to have peace. And praying, God, give me my daily bread is, is a prayer that we can be reminded of and say, and you will. And some of us need to know when you pray that, that he will. He has promised that he will. And you need to kill the anxiety in your heart that, that cripples and causes you to clutch after bread and clutch after things. Maybe remembering that God will give you your daily bread is what you need to kill the anxiety that has raged in your heart. Maybe you need to remember and you don't need to be afraid. Even if things seem rocky, 
God brings honey from rocks. No reason to fear. No reason to be anxious. But whatever you need to repent of, praise God for, do that today. Do it now. If you need to just pray, God, give me my daily bread. Give us our daily bread right now. Just pray that and for the first time be wrapping your mind around all that that might mean and feeling like you're drowning in the significance of that. You're like, I can't even remember the other three. I just remember this one. We'll we'll drown yourself in the one and then take another gulp tomorrow and another gulp the next day. Be fed on this rich food. Father, we come to you today. And God, we ask that you would give us our daily, daily bread. And Father, as our minds are wrapping around all that that means, Father, there is a certainty in that prayer. There is an assurance. And there is the grand truth that everything we could ever need and more has been met in the bread That is Jesus Christ. And so, Father, why would we be afraid? Why would we fear? Why would we think that you would not provide for us this measly portion of bread, this shadow, when you have given us the substance that is Christ? So let us fix our eyes on him. As we worship, let us fix our eyes on our our Christ. Let us fix our eyes on our Father. And let us praise you as you give us every day, both now and forever, our daily bread. We thank you, Father. It is in Christ's name that we ask this. And it's in Christ's name that we're sure you have, are, and will answer it. Amen.